0: We are back, baby. The NRL Fantasy podcast returns after what feels like a very long wait between rounds two and three. Um, we've been shut down, but we are back with round three teams, lots of changes. My name's Chris Kennedy. Dom Brock is with me via the magic of Zoom. Dom, um, it's good to be talking footy again.
1: Great to be back. Great to see you. You're more beard than man these days. It's good to Um It's <laughs> the way a lot of us are going these days. Yes, the footy is back at last. We have teams, we have changes, we have four trades to make this round, so there's, there's plenty happening, plenty to talk about.
0: There sure is. Well, before we get into the teams, you touched on the, the four trades available. Obviously, the uh, the season's a bit shorter um, than what we were expecting when we started off all those many moons ago. Do you want to just take us through what actually has changed in the um, the return of NRL Fantasy?
1: Yeah, so with um, the number of rounds for the season dropping from 25 to 20, um, we now have 28 trades in total for the season to make. I believe down from uh, 34. Um, Yeah, so if you've used a couple of trades, that leaves 26 uh, remaining for the rest of the season. But you can make up to four trades this week and four trades next week. um, Essentially, the two You know, big bonus trade rounds that usually happen over origin have been brought forward to now. So, yeah, if you've got a few players out um, because of uh, incidents over the big break, um, going back to England, a few players having surgery, et cetera, et cetera, you can, um, you know, make some big changes to your squad straight away.
0: That's... um... Would you believe I've already made four trades to my team in the the minutes (laughs) since teams dropped. So I imagine plenty of people will be in the same boat. Let's get cracking on those team changes. Um, Good to see some lineups hitting the inboxes. The Broncos and the Eels kick us off at Suncorp Stadium on Thursday night. Um, Alex Glenn is in. David Fafita is out for, we're not sure how long, somewhere between three and six weeks um, due to a knee injury. Offa Hengawi back from suspension. Andrew McCulloch is no longer at the club. um, And Matt Lodge lurking down there in the, um, the extended reserves, but all the mail appears to be that he's going to play.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Anthony Siebold says Lodge will probably come off the bench um, on Thursday night, so what ramifications that'll have, if not this week, at least down the track for guys like Tom Flegler, who's a popular buy at the moment, had a really good start to the season. Makes him a little bit of a question mark, we might have questions on him later on perhaps. Yeah, David Favita's the really big news um, uh, we weren't sure about how long he was going to be out. It sounds like it could be five or six weeks, possibly. They're going to be very cautious with him, uh, as you would with a superstar player like uh, David Fafita. So I think he's a definite trade now. I was going to trade him this week, whatever happened. You weren't so sure this morning, but the news that came out of Chris probably means it's a trade for you as well.
0: Yeah, I was going to hold for three weeks, but the five to six has me a little bit worried. And even once he, he's one of the four trades that I actually made um, just before we came on air, and um, it was more just the um, number of potential money makers floating yeah. around. Um, one of whom is teammate Jamil Hopawadi, who starts in the second row uh, despite offer Hengawi returning. Now, we've still got a little while until uh, Fafida and uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. are back. Uh, Pangai's out for three weeks. Uh, suspended and, and for feeder, like we just said, potentially longer than that. Um, how do you rate uh, Hopperwati's prospects obviously a reasonably short term?
1: Yeah, so he, um, he played 20 minutes off the bench in round one, played the full 80 in round two, um, with Pango Junior suspended, scored 43, which is good solid score for a second round. 80 minutes on an edge. If he keeps that role for the next uh, three weeks, which uh, we expect he will, with Pangai still suspended and Tofei still injured, um, yeah. If he scores 40 points a game, uh, he's projected to make about 150 grand in price rises, according to uh, uh, coach. So that would be fantastic. And if he got a few more scores after that, you know, cherry on top. So I think he's a reasonable good, uh, reasonably good cash cow option. 267k is still pretty cheap. Uh, for a starting forward um so yeah i quite like him as an option he's he's cheaper than those couple of cheapies um in the pack of the warriors for instance who are quite popular so i don't mind jamil hoppawadi this week
0: Good enough for me, he's in. Uh, they take on the <laughs> Parramatta Eels, who um, not often you'll say that a player has been named despite breaking his foot last game, but that's the situation Reid in. he's in. Uh, he's come back in, what was it, about 10 weeks after breaking his foot in round two in time to be named to start uh, for round three, which is quite remarkable. Uh, Nathan Brown suspended, which people may well have forgotten about given how long ago it happened, but he's uh, set to miss two games. Murata Niakore comes into the starting side. Ray Stone on the bench where we're expecting him to spend some time at dummy half, uh, as well. But otherwise, no changes. They're um, top of the ladder after two wins, including a big one over the Titans.
1: Yeah, so not a lot um, fantasy-wise there in terms of changes. Um, it's funny, Mitch Moses who had a, a monster second-round game, um, you know, a few weeks ago when in the middle of all this, people would be considering, you know, maybe ditching him for Nathan Cleary, but that's obviously not going to happen this week missing a couple of rounds, as we'll get to. But, um, yeah, not a lot new. I don't know if there's any buyers in that team. Um, the one issue, I guess, for the Eels was we were talking about the season how good the draw was at the start of the season in terms of uh, playing weaker teams in the first five or six rounds, which is now not the case. They've read the whole draw. Uh, their draw is kind of you know, as hard or easy as anyone else's these days. So, that factor has kind of gone. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't be selling or really buying anyone from the eels at this point.
0: Yeah, that, that glut of quote-unquote easy games you mentioned has sort of vanished, but they still do have, I guess, one of the, the lighter draws. They don't have um, doubles against the the tougher teams and obviously putting on a big score against the pretty woeful Titans in round two, they're potentially still going to, you know, service their, their attacking players in a fantasy sense. So as a Mitch Moses owner, I'm more than content to have him in my team at this Absolutely. point in time. Uh, getting on to the Friday games, the early one, Cowboys and the Titans up there in Townsville at Queensland. Country Bank Stadium. Um, Michael Morgan, probably the big news, is going to miss a few games uh, with the shoulder. I think he had surgery during the um, the break. Uh, Gavin Cooper also out with a calf strain. Jake Clifford starts at halfback, Mitch Dunn in the second row. Um, Not a heap to talk about, I don't think, in Fantasy Beyond. Obviously, that monster effort from uh, Jason Tamalolo back in round two.
1: Yeah, Tamalolo, massive in that last game. uh, Way back when, 83 points. He's a really good trade target, if you this week. We haven't got Tom already. He's a captaincy option. I think he's outscored past both weeks, maybe, or just last round. Um, uh, they've got a couple other good plays in the back line. Scott Drinkwater's been very good at the start of the season. Um, averaging 48. Val Holmes has been maybe better than expected um, after he's stint in the NFL. I don't know if anyone's buying Val Holmes yet, but, but Drinkwater's really handy. He covers halves and a winger back, which is... Um, also handy at the moment with a few injuries around the place in the back line
0: yeah drink water on sitting on at the moment and pretty content with his first two round scores, so a useful dual position player, as you mentioned. Um, they take on the Titans, who I don't think I'm going to go through all the changes because there's just so many, but um, the ones that we really need to talk about, uh, Callum Watkins went back to England to take care of his family during this coronavirus outbreak, so he's uh, he's no longer at the club. Um, it's a big headache for a lot of people, myself included. Um, AJ Brimson, who we're eyeing off as a, a cut-price fullback once he came back from that back stress injury, is now out long-term, potentially the season with a, an actual broken back, which moves uh, Tyrone Roberts to fullback. Potential cheapie, Jamal Fogarty, who I think has a couple of games back in 2017 to his name. Uh, he comes in, in the halves alongside Ash Taylor, a few switchers in the forward pack. Um, Keegan Hipgrave starts. Nathan Peets is back at hooker with Mitch Rain dropped. Um, Mo Fodawaker back in the team. Um, there's a few other extraneous ones, but that's probably the the main fantasy talking points. Bryce
1: Cartwright back to the bench. Yeah, um, <laughs> a lot of changes in that team. Um, yeah, Dumas Fogarty, I guess, is the really interesting one. Cheap half. Um, there's obviously potential there for making money, but, I mean, who knows what they do with their halves in the next few weeks. Um, most people will be tipping them to probably lose the next few games, most of their games, in which case they've got um, Tyron Roberts, who's playing fullback, who's natural half. He could go back to um, the halves. They've got uh, Tanner Boyd, the young gun, who's being talked up a bit, um, waiting in the wings as well. So who knows? If Fogarty has a few great games, he'll make a lot of uh, money quick, but I wouldn't be stunned if he goes back to that. There's no reserve
0: for at the moment if he drops back out of the game. Yeah, just back point. to back to waiting in the wings, I guess. Um, it would probably have to be Philip Sammy at, at fullback if Tyron Roberts switched back to yeah. the um, the halves. Um, Sammy did have a pretty good game, at least. Yeah, one of those two games. One of the two for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're probably the the main talking points. Uh, Roosters and Rabbitohs, this blockbuster to uh, get mm-hmm. the season back underway on, on Friday night at Bankwest. Uh, definitely looking forward to this one. Um, Latrell Mitchell up against his former club. We'll talk about the Roosters first. Um, the Morris Twins reunited in the uh, the three-quarter line um, after Josh was released from Cronulla what seems like a long time ago now. Do you remember when that happened? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah man. Uh, Matt Icovalu was the, uh, the casualty there. Boyd Cordner plays his first game of the season after uh, mysteriously being rested for the first two games, both of which they lost. Um, a, a family tragedy, unfortunately, to, to Mitchell Orbison. His, his father passed away. Our thoughts with the Orbison family. He won't be playing, uh, which moves Angus Crichton to the starting side. couple of switchers on the bench, but nothing fantasy relevant. Um, you got much to talk about with the, the Roosters from a fantasy standpoint?
1: Um, no, is my short answer. Mm. So, <laughs> so, James Tedesco is obviously the, uh, the king of the fullbacks, but his price is dropping at the moment, so... Uh, I would not be buying him just yet. And otherwise, um, Mitch Orbison being out is tough luck if you've got him in your side. And I have no other talking points, I think, from that team.
0: Yeah, there's not a great deal, is there? I mean, we, we talked a little bit about Jake Friend and the threat of Sam Verrill's um, through the the preseason, but uh, Jake Friend hasn't really shaped up as a buy, I don't think, from memory. I haven't really looked at him too closely, but... Happy just to jump on South if you don't have any more for them. Um, Cody Walker out for two games suspended due to an off-field incident. Um, Troy Dargan, the former Eels and Broncos lower grader, gets his NRL debut alongside Adam Reynolds in the halves. James Roberts won't play. Um, had some personal issues through the break. Um, was in rehab for a bit. He's back at the club, but won't be playing this weekend. Uh, we don't think he is in the reserves list, so um, that could be one to keep an eye out for on game day. At this point, it's Campbell Graham in the centres. Alex Johnson on the wing. Uh, Latrell Mitchell still at fullback. He uh, copped. Bit of a bagging after his first two games and um, supposed lack of involvement, but um, you know he's in a lot of fantasy teams, so coaches will be hoping he comes good at some point. Uh, Damien Cook, the hooker, was a bit quiet the first few rounds, a little bit of a concern there. Um, and uh, classic CK moves selling Jaden Sewer after a stinker mm. round one, only to see him bust out of fifty in round yeah. two.
1: Yeah, I did the same. Um, yeah, you just gotta gotta bear it. Sometimes I think. Yeah. Um, well done if you've kept hold of him. Um, yeah, otherwise, I mean, Cook will come good. Um, there's plenty of time, especially this sticks again. rule might help him. Um, but, you know, he's a star player either way. I think um, Latrell Mitchell is an interesting one. He might end up becoming a buy later on, even if he has a few more hmm. quiet games.
0: He's dropping cash, and a if, lot of us.
1: Absolutely. A lot of us who don't have him will kind of hope that he keeps getting for
0: the 30s.
1: Either if he goes back to centre or if he gets his um, uh, he's head around the fullback spot and starts thriving there, he can easily start scoring 40s again. He's been doing that for years in the centre of the Roosters. So, um, maybe one to watch down the track. Otherwise, um, not a lot. Patrick Mago on the bench has got a bit of potential, but I don't know what his game time is going to be this week. Mm. Um, and, yeah, Liam Knight... I don't know if he's in the sell bracket yet. For people who have him, seen a lot of sell. Yeah, Um, it's been a bit quiet so far. Kind of being a typical lock at the moment with typical lock minutes, and people were hoping for more than that. So, you know, a possible sell if you're scratching around for that fourth trade this week.
0: Yeah, potentially in uh, Cameron Murray, we talked about a bit in the preseason, this move to an edge yeah. not really helping his scores. It doesn't really seem to have boosted his minutes either. So um, potentially one to uh, to move on if you, you need to bring a, a cheapie in. 3 p.m. Saturday up at Central Coast Stadium, the Warriors and the Dragons. Um, Some bad news here for fantasy coaches, Um, certainly for myself with Elias Akuturo benched. Yeah, Yeah. there's good and bad news. Um, Chanel Harris Tavita's been dropped if anyone is carrying him. Um, A few switcheroos in the back line, Um, quite a few changes in the back line, actually. I'm not sure how many are fantasy relevant, but um, Adam Kieran's out. Injured. Um, Adam Pompey's out. Um, oh, there's there's plenty. I, I won't read through them all. But w- what are your fantasy takeouts from this one?
1: Yeah. So Katoa going back to the bench really hurts for those of us who had him. Um, he'll, he'll keep making money. It just won't be as much as we had hoped if he had uh, kept uh, playing in the 80, in the starting side for 80 minutes or close to it. Um, not the worst news, but could have been better. Um, uh, the other rookie, Tinoa Brown, who's the front rower, does get a start this this week, um, and he's he's cheaper than Katoa, um, and they've lost a lot of front rowers for to season-ending injuries at the at the Warriors, so he could be in that spot for quite a while. They might reshuffle things when Justin Vunga comes back in the next few weeks, but that's still again yeah, could be three or four weeks away. So, mm. um, yeah, JTB could be a good uh, a good GP this week.
0: Yeah, I'm my, he's one of my buyers this week. I don't really, he is starting this week. I'm not sure I see his minutes improving much. He played about 40 minutes the first two games. So uh, yeah. probably similar. I think what he did the first two rounds is probably a good barometer of what he's going to continue to do. But job security, like you said, looks really good. Um, so definitely one to uh, potentially look to bring in. Um, moving on to the Dragons, a few changes there. Um, quite a few players back from injury. Ken McInnes is back. Both Sims brothers back. I didn't remember until I saw the team is that Tarek was actually out in round two along with Corbin who had a broken arm, but both Sims boys are back in the side. Um, Michaela Ravalawa is back on the wing also. Um, Zach Lomax at centre, which is probably better than being on the wing. Um, Blake Laurie is chugging along well. Tyrell Formayono, who was making good cash, is back to the bench, but still in the seventeen. Um a few guys outside the seventeen, which is surprising. Trent Marin not in the team. Um mm. I was a bit surprised by and uh, Isaac Luke um has also uh I think he's out of the twenty-one altogether. Yeah. Which is uh, unfortunate with with Cam McInnes back.
1: It's an interesting time for coaches, isn't it? Picking a team
0: now after months of no footy
1: and mm. not that much training really and um not coming up for a genuine preseason. So yeah, a few big changes around the place. Who knows how much these teams will change in the next few weeks, but um, yeah, fantasy-wise, I mean, Cameron McGuinness has been a gun for the last few years. It was amazing last year. Um, a few question marks on what his role is going to, was going to be with Isaac Luke, uh, also in the team, but he's known the team, so I imagine McGuinness just plays idiot hooker like always. Um, yeah, Lomax and William in mean, the centres have both started making money the first two rounds. I think they're going to fine as cash cows you kind of want a bit more out of william army uh, points my, points wise hopefully a try or two soon i think he's got a couple of scores he's averaging in the high 20s mm-hmm. you prefer 30s but not the end of the world um lomax didn't seem to play great in the first two rounds but his scores were still pretty good yeah in the 40 so you know you'll take that as a fancy coach and i think in the sentence he should be fine as a scorer Hopefully again, gets a try or an assist or something, and can jag 40 points and uh, you know upgrade him in a few weeks.
0: Absolutely. Second Saturday game, the Sharks and the West Tigers out at Bankwest Stadium. Um, Brittany Cora is back, which pushes Scott Sorensen to the bench and Billy Magulius out of the side, um, which is potentially unfortunate. He'd be, I think, a fantasy weapon if he was starting and playing big minutes Magulius, but he might have to uh, bide his time for a bit longer. Um, Matt Moylan hasn't quite made it back into the team, although I think he's in the reserve, so could potentially is, play yeah. on, uh, on game day. Otherwise, it's basically as expected.
1: I think it's unchanged. Otherwise, um, Bronson Sherry wasn't in the team already in round two and will not be in the team uh, this week and maybe for a while after his Asada positive test uh, today as we're recording. Um, Yeah, Jack Williams was one that a lot of people were looking to trade out quite to the season um, at lock. it, a lot of us thought that he would have been dropped for Magoulius after round two, and if they played straight after round two, if they played round three two months ago, maybe he would have been dropped. But um, you know, I guess after the whole preseason and last year, Williams was the the guy to, who won the number 13 jersey, and they've gone on with him again. Magoulias being out of the side altogether is also awesome. Williams's job security. So um, I don't know if he's a guaranteed sell, but He's gonna to have to get a lot uh a lot better scores to make decent money. So mm. probably one to upgrade. And Magulius, as you said, uh really unfortunate. He scored, he had a really good score, I think, in that second game. He played really well as well off mm. the bench, different kind of luck. Um good playmaker and uh can do a lot in limited game time. But yeah, he would be getting that game time for a little while. Yeah. Um yeah, it's gonna to be tough for these guys to break their way back into the into the NRL side with no with reserve no games. This, this
0: season, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm one of the many who's stuck with Jack Williams and even having made four trades, I couldn't do anything about him this week, so i just got to cross my fingers and hope the demerits dry up and the uh, the work rate lifts a bit. Um, Sean Johnson, also a bit of the forgotten man when we're talking mm. about the the gun halves and the, the keeper halves, but he's he uh, looks like he's going to score well this year again.
1: Absolutely, and in terms of, you know, we're talking about the yields and the new draw, the Sharks have, I think fairly clearly the easiest draw in the comp. So absolutely, um, they don't have back-to-back games against any teams that played finals last year. So that's good news for their attacking players. And Sean Johnson's their number one.
0: And they take on the West Tigers. Now there's bad news on the team list, but it's very much expected bad news. Uh, certainly bad for anyone carrying uh, Billy Walters as a cash cow as I was. Um, the arrival of Harry Grant does indeed mean Walters goes back to the bench. Though The fact that he's still in the 17s means he should make a bit more cash this week off a, a negative break even. Um, no other majorly relevant fantasy changes. Adam Dewey is the fullback and Corey Thompson out of the side if you uh, were eyeing him off as a, a point of difference. Um, Luciano Leilua, the second rower, has been scoring fantastically. Um, Alex Twile in the 13 jersey this week and youngster Alex Seafarth uh, debuts in jersey 17 on the bench.
1: Yeah, so Twile's been really good uh, in his first two games. Moved to lock is. A good sign as well, I guess. Um, this week, um, yeah. The big thing is Harry Grant. You have to get Harry Grant. He's, um, his stats in Queensland Cup are astounding. Average close to si- uh, seventy last year. Scoring tries, hitting up tries. We um, can see why Melbourne want him to be their um, replacement for Cameron Smith in a year or whenever Cameron Smith retires. Um, yeah. Otherwise, Luciano Law had been really good, as you said. He scored tries, I think, in both games this year so Man. can't rely on that but he is one of those try scoring big men so um for those of us who have him hope he keeps getting those uh those tries in those 50s
0: yeah yeah you're right trying both games um it, harry granted have to be the um the buy of the week and basically not one of those wait and see how he goes but just just buying nah. this week and getting everyone the- knows
1: he's good um I'm a little surprised that Walters has even kept a spot that might only be for one week. Grant's an out and out hooker who can play the 80. So I think he'll be doing that sooner rather than later. But as a Walters owner, I'm quite happy he's there. Hopefully he gets, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes and makes some kind of cash. So, Mm. Um, and yeah, Jag's another 20 or 30 grand in price rises.
0: Yeah, same. Uh, The third leg of Super Saturday is the Storm up against the Raiders. There's some cracking games last year. The Raiders seem to have their measure, which you don't usually say uh, about the Storm. Um, Pretty much as expected for them. Brandon Smith um, has used the break to get back from his injury, so he's into the 17. Same with Christian Welch, who did his ACL last year. Wouldn't have expected him to be playing round three when that happened, but they're both in, and uh, Kamakamitha and Eisenhuth, the two men to make way, but otherwise all as expected.
1: Yeah, so in this team, um, Pappenhausen is a big one, probably the most popular player in the Storm side. I haven't checked, but I would guess that's the case. Um, a bit quiet in the first two games, scoring around 40, I think. But I think nothing to worry about. Is one of those, um, you know, electric fullbacks that can have a monster game on his day, and a bit like um, from watching him in the first couple of rounds um, back when they happened, he was always sniffing around, you know, close to getting that last pass for a possible line break or whatever. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has a big score soon. Um, Not that it'll be an easy game against the Raiders this week, but it's definitely a hold for me. Um, Cameron Smith is not in very many teams. I don't know if anyone can afford to get someone like him, but at some point he'll be a um, bit of a point of difference if he bangs out 100 or two. I think that's about all I've got from this storm team.
0: Yeah, I think that's, about that's it here? for uh, Melbourne. Uh, that's, I've actually got Pappenhausen after boldly declaring him a trap in the pre-season. Oh, you did? Then he's been uh, letting Yeah, Started round one with him. I forget why. I lost someone who I had in my team and had to get him in so long ago now. I can't remember. But yeah, got him and then he didn't, <laughs> didn't do anything the first two games. Let's hope he comes good. Uh, They take on the Raiders. I think this is the only one of the 16 teams we actually say they've got Mm. the same 17 for round three as they had for round two, which is um, quite remarkable, Um, which is good news for Corey Horsburgh owners in the 13 jersey there. Um, Obviously, John Bateman's still sidelined coming up from that shoulder injury. So, the the Horsburgh doing fantastic things for a lot of fantasy coaches. Um, Yeah, Unchanged, anyone else in the Raiders you wanted to talk about?
1: Not really. Jordan Rappin is back at the club. He's in the reserves, I think. So he could be in yep. the team at some point soon. Um, as you said, Bateman will be back at some stage.
0: Um, but in the meantime,
1: yeah, Horsburgh, the Horsburgh train just keep, keeps trucking on.
0: Absolutely. It's going great had a few questions uh, back in round two about Emre Gula, who had a really big score in Mm. round two, but uh, I think it featured a try and a a fair few attacking stats in in fairly short minutes. So potentially, um, even though he does have a negative break-even and some price rises, um, at least in the short term, headed his way, I'm I'm not sure he's quite a a buy.
1: He's not super cheap either. 360k... um you know, fairly cheap, but he's not he's not as cheap as those as those Warriors guys or um Whitey um, at, at Brisbane. So uh, decent shout, but there are probably better options at the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sunday footy kicks off at 4pm at Campbelltown Stadium, the Panthers hosting the Knights. Um, Penrith are without Nathan Cleary, who was suspended for an incident through the break. Um, Matt Burton comes in for him. Um, Kurt Capewell back from injury shifts uh, Fisher-Harris to prop Tedavano to the bench. Um, Isaiah Yeo is playing in 13 after some very uncharacteristic um, heavy scoring in the first two weeks.
1: Yeah, a lot of people are looking to buy him this week. Um, I'm not 100% sold yet, but if he can play 80 at lock this week, for instance, then he's a, he's a definite option as a, you know, as a, a gun, an elite, an elite scorer. Um, he hasn't really been that in the past. As you said, he's usually more of a 45-point player rather than a 55-point player. I think he's scoring so far as, what is it, north of 60 points from the first two games. That's so, 60,
0: I think, average, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Wait and see. I mean, it's a good sign that he's still got the lock position with capable back. So capable in the second row, Fisher-Harris in the front row as AEO moves to the uh, 13. So um, are they missing any big-name forwards that are missing that was, is going to change that up in the next few weeks? Uh,
0: I don't think anyone that's potentially on the way back in.
1: Yeah. So Still that's probably going to be how it stays. Award. But I mean, in saying that, if if Yo plays 50 or 60 minutes this week, you could easily score 40 points, and you know, which is fine, but not what you want at this point if you're spending fairly big bucks on a on a forward.
0: Mm. Yeah, just check Spencer Lennie so. and Jack Hetherington are on the casualty ward list, but um, yeah. either must you know established sort of first team players anyway.
1: Yeah, are you considering him at all?
0: No, not at all. Okay, well, that's simple. <laughs> he's what, one one season he's ever averaged more than 45 in fantasy, which was a couple of years ago, but his next best is about yeah. 42, I think. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sold that this is going to be the new norm for Isaiah Yeo, even if he does keep the 13 jersey. Um, they take on the Knights, who have quite a few changes. Um, Calum Ponga, we may remember, got picked up a suspension. Um, back before the break. So Tex Hoy makes his debut at fullback. Um, Connor Watson starts at hooker with Jaden Braley injured, but don't get too excited. Andrew McCulloch, who has been signed, uh, has not been picked this week, but will be in, you would think, for round four. A few other minor changes. Kenny Matowdy are in for Mitch Barnett in the back row. Um, Chris Randall, who I don't think has debuted yet, gets a, a spot on the bench, but that's probably short term as well.
1: Yeah, I think that'll just be for one week. You'd expect McCulloch uh, will start in the number nine uh, in round four. He's a very good um, like-for-like kind of replacement for Braley. Um, yeah. uh, for this season, the Knights have snapped up. So I think Watson will stay in that uh, you know bench, do it all kind of role. wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, going forward. Yeah, exactly. So he can get a lot of tackle breaks on his day, but if he doesn't get regular minutes, he's got to be a- Sketchy fantasy prospects, so don't get sucked into buying him this week.
0: yeah, not exactly a terrifying backline for um for oppositions, but um some handy fantasy scoring happening at Shibasaki and Kurt Mann, both sort of making a a few dollars early doors absolutely
1: um man's in my team. I missed out on Shibasaki, went with Watkins instead, and regretting it now that Watkins has gone home, but um yeah, both those guys making uh decent money um. Yeah, you don't need massive scores when you're at price. And if you're mm. getting 30s and 40s, then that uh, fantastic.
0: Absolutely. The um, Sunday evening game, the last game of the round, the Seagulls, their new Gosford home base, take on the Bulldogs. Um, no major changes for Manly. Corey Waddell and Taniela Paseka in Morgan Boyle and La are both out. Um, they're starting 13. is unchanged. Um, relevant fantasy points. Turbo came good in round two after a slow start in round one.
1: Yeah, he did. Uh, that was good. Um, DCE, rock solid as always. It's kind of the same. Four plays we talk about all the time at Manly. um Vitches, Evans, and Martin uh, Power. And they've all uh posted good scores already this season. Um, Danny Levi, people who were looking at as a possible cash cow this year. Um, but he's scoring roughly what he has done in the past for Newcastle. So that's not quite enough when there's a lot of good hooker options this season. So he's probably a sell. Um, that's all I've got, I think, for Miley.
0: Fair enough. Let's have a look at the Bulldogs and uh, Brandon Wakeham, who was making some good cash for mm. me, is Gornski's not because Kieran Foran's back, because Foran's got at least one more week out without shoulder, but because Jack Cogger has been picked, which is uh, disappointing and possibly a strange move, but with Suaso Sue back from a knee injury, Aidan Tolman has been dropped. Yeah, a
1: couple of surprising moves there. Really bad news for Wakem owners. That means he's down there what, fourth in the pecking order now for Haas. So, I mean, probably unlikely to see him again anytime soon unless there's more injuries or I feel like uh, overhauling the the back line again. So, bad news there. Joe Stimson also out injured. He was probably a sell anyway for people who have him uh, out for the season, I think, or close to it. Um, So, yeah, a couple of sells. I'm saying that they're both fairly cheap. if you want to get a bit tricky and do some loopholing, they're both, uh, I think the dogs play the last game of the round the next couple of weeks. So you can take your pick of you know, 18th men and do some loop maybe. But in saying like that, now's the time to be getting as many cash cows into your team as possible. So with the four trades up for grabs, you may as well use them
0: minutes to get through some questions, of which w- there were a few. Uh, BRB T-Rake wrote in with, is it too late to bring in Jason Tamalolo? Um, no, it's never too late to bring in Jason Tamalolo. Um, has a weak centre wing fullback combo with Stags a good option, or should I go for a cash cow? Um, I think Stags is okay, although there are a couple of cheaper options flying around. Centre's not great, though. Shibasaki, we mentioned, is probably, the, I guess, the best of a weak bunch.
1: Yeah, not a lot of great options there. Um, if you get Stags, I think he's pretty much gonna be a keeper for you at this point. So I'll probably wait and get a better option personally.
0: Our podcast writes in, uh, what should I do with Billy Walters? You now the Tigers have signed Harry Grant. I would suggest get him out of the 17, but not necessarily out of the 21 until at least one more week.
1: Yep, hold him a week, make a bit more money then, so.
0: Paul well, Burns writes in: uh, Is Keegan Hipgrave worth bringing in as a starting second rower for Simpson? Also, Katoni Tony Stags in for Callum Watkins? Uh, part B: Yep, go for it. Part A: Thoughts on Hipgrave, Dom?
1: Uh, it's a no, it's a no for yeah. me. Hard no.
0: Hard no. I'll uh, I'll second that one. Uh, our old friend, the Mount Smart Joker, is with us again. Good to see you, Mount Smart Joker. If either of us have David Fafita, will you be holding or selling? I think we're both selling.
1: Definite sell. Yes. yes.
0: Absolutely. are out, Tamalalu in. Absolutely. Uh, Jason wolchak writes in, hi boys, good to have you back. Good to be back, Jason. Uh, is it worth holding onto Cleary and running a burden or cheapy half, or should I cash in and replace Cleary with a gun, thinking DCE? Uh,
1: hold Cleary, two weeks. is could be the best half of the comp, so hold him, I'd say.
0: Yep, Dom Sullivan wants to know our thoughts on Ehsan Masters, who's uh, pretty much a bang-on 40 player. His price isn't moving at all, but with no good centres, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um, I won't be rushing to get him. I'm happy with cheapies at the moment, but he could be one of the keepers down the track.
0: Sure. Um, Mitch Moore with a slightly different tack. Uh, What team's more likely to come out of the break um, better off than when the season kicked off in March
1: I mean, you know, the Sharks have got a good draw and a lot of players coming back from injury, theoretically. Um, The Bronson-Sherry news isn't going to help them. Um, Other than that, I don't know.
0: Mm. Any other teams? Yeah, I was going to to say Sharks until the Sherry thing. Maybe Brisbane with a few players coming back and the new rules to set their forward pack. Um, Kirk wants our thoughts on Turpin and Isaiah Yo. We sort of covered Yo, but Jake Turpin now as an 80-minute man might be useful
1: yeah maybe i mean there's there's a lot of really good hookers this year is the only thing but um yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he started banging out some regular 50s and 60s i won't get him this week but want to keep an eye out uh
0: alessandro best replacement for best replacement for Callum Watkins. i would say shibasaki at the cheaper end and maybe stags at the pricier end yeah yep yeah, let's do that. Um, Rage Trader, is flagless. still worth bringing in with Lodge back sooner than later? Don't think I'll be buying him, although he did look really good the first two rounds.
1: Yeah, his break-even's really low. It's tough because it's either now or probably never, but um, yeah, Lodge could e- easily be starting ahead of him in a week's time. So I won't be getting him personally, but I wouldn't be stunned if he makes some quick cash.
0: Simon Evans wants to know if Braden Burns should get another chance. Uh, has not been impressive the first two rounds, although with Roberts probably out this week, uh, probably no harm in holding one more week. If you've got him in your team,
1: yeah, keep hold him, I suppose.
0: Um, Chris Mat- Maticic, I don't know if I'm saying that right, just for my keep his bench spot for the next few weeks, considering a cash grab. Um, he is on the bench, but I can't see that round two score holding up with all the replacements inbound.
1: Yeah, no, I'd, I'd avoid.
0: Uh, Ryan Burgess says, is Harry Grant a buy for Walters? Absolutely he is. Uh, if you Absolutely. can't find anyone else to bring him in for, uh, keep army this week. Uh, yes, keep army this week. Are you both using four trades this week? I oh, am. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think so. Nice one. uh, All the questions we have time for. Fantastic to be back on the NRL Fantasy Podcast. Plenty more uh, to come this week, including a fantasy video, um, all the late mail and breaking news. Dom, thanks for joining us. We'll be back at the same time next week for Round 4 Team Lists.